Good evening. Hope you're all doing well. Today we're learning Masechah's Gittin Dafyud Gimel. And we're starting with a brysa, three-fourths of the way from the bottom on Yud Beis, Amud Beis. And this Gemara is really a, a parallel Marimakom in the Tanaim from our Mishnah. In our Mishnah, we were having a conversation about whether or not one could be chozer on a get isha and a star shichur. And there was a machlokas if, if you were allowed to do that. According to one shita in the Mishnah, you were allowed to be chozer. And according to another shita, it depends. In one case, you were allowed in the case of the get isha, but not by the star shichur. And that is what we're going to get into today. Tanya, the Gemara, has a brysa. Amar Rebbe Lazar. Rebbe Lazar says, <clears throat> Amar Nulo Lameir. You can imagine anyone who's calling Reb Mayer Mayer must have been a peer at a younger age. This is not uh, yet at the part of his life when Reb Mayer was the Reb Mayer. I would imagine that no one would have ever done this unless it was a dear friend. Amar the Mayer, we said to him, I don't understand your shita. Vahalo, while it may be the case that you hold that there's a chov for an evet to be yotze mitachas rabo, really, it's a zchus hula evet she yotze mitachas yedei rabo lecheres. It's a good thing for him. We should allow him to go free. Amar Lanu, Rav Meir said back to us, says Rav Lazar, really chovulo, really it's bad for him to go free. Shim haya eved kohen, had he been the eved of a kohen, poslo min hatruma. There is a detriment to going free. And that is that if a, uh, an eved works for a kohen, he then will lose out on his truma if he goes free. So that's considered a negative to go free. Amar Nulo, we said back to Rav Meir, wait one second. We learned yesterday, at least according to some shitas, that you're able to not feed him and not to give him any money. So you can do that while you still keep him. What does that have to do with the... Uh, you can't argue that it's a chov to lose truma when, when even while he's your ebed, you can say, I never want to feed you. So says the Gemara, Amar Lanu, he says, wait, there is, says Rav Meir, there is a scenario where there's a categorical chov for him to be freed. What's that? If you have an Eved of a Kohen that ran away, or the wife of a Kohen who rebelled against her husband, hello, much as they may not have a good relationship, but for as much as they're still connected, as much as the Eved is still an Eved, and the Isha is still an Isha, hello, Ochlan Betruma, they still get to benefit from Truma. But once this Eved has been freed, so then he can no longer benefit from the Truma. And because that's the case, it's considered a Chov. And then this next line is actually attributed to the sheet of the Chachamim and not Rav Meir. And the Gemara says, Aval, Isha, Chov, Hula, Shekain, Pasla, Mina, Truma, Mafsida, Mina, Mizonos. We're not going to spend time on this line now, but we will translate it that in regards to an Isha, for her to be away from her husband, for her to be divorced, is considered a Chov. It's considered to be detrimental. Because she is possible from Truma when she gets divorced, and she loses out on food that she's otherwise guaranteed in her ksuba. So now, ignoring that last line and going back to the banter between Rebbe Lazar and Rebbe Meir, really it's Rebbe Lazar telling a story about what they said to Rebbe Meir. The Gemara says, I want to try and understand a little bit better what the underpinning of that conversation really was. We're four lines from the bottom on Yud Beis and Beis. The Gemara says, Mai ka'amrulei, umai What was Rebbe Meir saying? What were they saying to Rav Meir, and what did he say back to them? So the Gemara says, This is what Rav Meir was saying to them. 
I understand what you're saying about food because you argued that you're right. I couldn't, I, you're right. I am not obligated to feed my slave. But but what will you say about the truma? And if you want to say that that maybe I can throw a get at the Eved and it'll get within his Dalit Amos and then he'll be all done. That's true. But if he knows that's coming, then he'll leave. He'll run away and then he'll always officially be my Eved and he'll always have access to food, which means that for him to be divorced from the Rav is considered to be detrimental. Uma'ilu says the Gemara on the top of Yud Gimel Amadalev, Uma'ilu Eved Kohen Shabarach Veshes Kohen Shamar Da'al Baila, but in a case where the Eved of a Kohen ran away, or the wife of a Kohen was rebellious, for as long as they're still halachically tethered to one another, uh, it just means that she, they're not living together anymore, but they're still married. So in that case, they're still, yeah, it's in our parlance. Yeah, they're separated. I don't know how exactly what that means in halachic terms. Let me see if Rashi defined it on the previous page. Yeah, he doesn't. But it, it just means that they're still married, but not together. Correct? Separated is a more appropriate word. So they're still, for as long as they're halachically connected to one another. Um, so then if that's the case, then halo ochlem betruma, but an eved who is broken off from his master is not able. And therefore the Gemara says that what Rav Meir's, the gist of Shitas Rav Meir was very simply that it's a chov for an Eved to be broken off from his master because at the end of the day, he will end up losing out on food. No, it's not just separated. It's separated and she's gone. She's not divorceable because she's out of she's out of reach. Correct. Correct. Similar to the Eved who ran away. But the language of the Gemara was a little different. I mean, Michael's right to call that out. It doesn't say Barach. It just says that uh, she's more, you know, Marda. Marda, Maredes, what did it say? It's used, it's, used word, it's used the word married in other connotations in previous Gemara. Mm -hmm. I don't know what you're referring to, but but yeah, so the Gemara does say that Rav Meir uh, makes this point very, very nice and clear that at the end of the day, it seems that there's a chov for the Eved to go free because while the Eved is still connected to his Ra, when, when he's still an Eved, he'll always have access to certain things. And if that's true, then for him to lose access is considered a chov. So the Gemara says in regards to Rav Meir's approach, Shapir Kamar Luhu, Yud Gimel Amaralit, three lines down. <clears throat> wow, Rav Meir has a great argument. And this is actually what the Mishnah meant with its next line when it says, that the Eved is really a possession of the Rab. That if he wanted, he could have taken four zoos of a Yisrael. And he could have just divorced him in any way he wanted. In other words, let's say that this guy is a Kohen and he has an Eved. His Eved has run away. And the Eved says, here's my documentation. I'm still the Eved of Mr. Kohen. Give me Truman. He'd be right to say so. So now what can happen is that the Kohen can say to a Yisrael, I'm going to make a deal with you. I'm going to sell you my Eved at only four zoos. That is a very, very low price. But I don't know if he's ever going to show up. If he does, you got a great deal. If he doesn't, then you've lost four zoos. That's to the benefit of the Kohen because now he's offloaded this Eved from accessing Truma, and the Gemara says that that's a reasonable recommendation. That's Usser. He's not allowed. He's a czar now. He's not allowed to eat that. That's like a divorced wife eating Truma. 
he's got it's good. You're, you're correct that it's not clear as to how he would know today in a in an automated system the guy would scan his driver's license and they would say oh it seems to be that your master has divorced you and you just don't know it yet but you're right there would be errors today because of the slow moving communication you're 100 correct and that may raise a shyla on the other end are you allowed to create a divorce of an evid where in the end he's likely to eat trumo because you haven't told him that he's divorced yet could be could be leaf neighbor right even though you have every right to divorce your evid and maybe it's not Lifne Aver, maybe it's Misayela Dvaravera, which is one step removed. Okay. So the Gemara says, what was Rav Meir's whole argument? Rav Meir's whole argument is that maybe the Eved belongs to a Kohen, and if he runs away, he can always milk the system and get Truma. So it says the Gemara, the Gemara, Ula Rav Meir, Tenach Eved Kohen. I understand how you can say that it's a chov, that it's a, to the detriment of the Eved if he gets divorced from his Rav, if the Rav is a Kohen. But Eved Yisrael, Ma'ikala Meymar. But if the Eved is a Yisrael, so then how do you establish that it's negative for him to be divorced? You can't use your Truma argument because if he's the Eved of a Yisrael, there's no Truma to be had. So the Gemara says, Amar of Shmuel, Bar of Yitzchak, Mipneshemafsido, Mishifcha Kanainis. What's happening is that when he gets freed, he no longer has access to a shivcha kananis. When he's an eved kanani, he can sleep with a shivcha kananis. But when he's freed, then he's Jewish and he can only be together with a Yiddish medal. So it says the Gemara, what are you talking about? When you free him, you're not... You're not you're not cohabiting with another slave. You have a chash of a Jewish woman. You're a fully Jewish person now that you're freed. So why is that considered a chov? Says the Gemara, Avda, when you're an Eved, when you have the mindset of an Eved, not just in profession, when you have the mindset of an Eved, you're a lowly person. And therefore, behefkeira nichale. He prefers hefkeirus. He prefers hefkeirus. The average age of marriage in America is creeping higher every single year. People prefer hefkeirus. And the Gemara says, uh, they're available to him, they're zilale, they're, they're inexpensive, and they're pritzale. And the Gemara basically says it's considered a chov because while he's an Eved Kanani, he would much prefer to be with a Shifcha Kanaanis because it's uh, it's more hefker, which is what he prefers, than it is to be in a monogamous relationship with a, uh, with a Jewish woman. That's what the Gemara says. New Mishnah. The Mishnah is about halfway down in Yud Gimel Amad Aleph. This Mishnah we've seen earlier quoted out of context. This is where it actually belongs. And then we'll be getting it, getting into the great sugya of Maimed Shlashtam, which we'll discuss in a little bit. The Mishnah opens, Ha'omer, Tenu Get, really the word Zesh should not be there. I'll explain why. Tenu Get, Le'ishti, if a man says, give a get to my wife and shtar shichror le'avdi, and give this uh, document to free my slave. Give it to my uh, Eved. And Umeis, the person who said this, he died right away. Lo yitnu misa. The halacha is that only with his verbal comment, that is insufficient and no star will be given over. Now, the reason why I can't say Zez, because it implies that the get is already in existence. Give this document. If the get was in existence already, then we would say that. That's why some of the Rishonim here pull out the words Zez. That's part one of the Mishnah. Part two of the Mishnah, which is what we're going to be spending some time on. If a person says, give money to this particular person, and then he dies, then even after he dies, we do then give over the money to said person, whoever he said to give the money to. So Ruvain says, 
please give $100 to Shimon, and then right away Ruvain passes away. The halacha is that the money transfers hands. And the Gemara opens, Amar of Yitzchak bar Shmuel bar Marta, Mishmei derab, Behu, when do we say that in the second case of the Mishnah of Tnuman al-Ish Ploni Yitnu la'achar Misa, Behu menachem keren zavis. That's if the money is set aside in the corner. So Ruvain says, I would like you to give money to Shimon, give $100 to Shimon, and Ruvain subsequently dies before the transfer of the money. So the halacha is, as long as the money is not only earmarked in dollar amount, but literally set aside in a drawer, then that money can be transferred over. Not just basically if the money is in liquid state in today's terminology. You need to have your $100 bill that I'm you're talking aside. about set aside. That's what it means. They really didn't have what we have. I mean, they had versions of it, I guess. But what we have is actual digital references to currency. That's what our bank accounts are. There is no collection of funds behind our bank account other than the bank's guarantee that when we want to liquidate our accounts, they'll give us the equivalent in cash. But our money exists in a purely digital form. So the Gemara then says, okay, I got you. You're saying that the safe of our Mishnah is talking about a case where the money is set aside. The Maya Skinan, let's get a little bit deeper. What are the details of the case? Who was Ruvain? Ruvain was the one who said, I would like to give $100 to Shimon, and then Ruvain died. Was Ruvain sick when he said that, or was Ruvain healthy? That's a machlokas. The Mayaskinon. If you want to say that when Ruvain said this comment, that I'd like to give Shimon money, and then he died, if you want to say that Ruvain was healthy, if he's healthy, then just because the money is set aside doesn't matter. Halomashach. There was no Kenyan that was made. There was no Kenyan Mashiach that was made. So if Ruvain was healthy, there's no way that this transaction could be accurate. The mission is Pashat wrong. It can't be the case that Ruvain said, give Shimon $100. Ruvain dies, the money's sitting in a box. That doesn't work because if Ruvain was healthy, then, then the fact that the money's sitting inside is irrelevant. Holo Mashach, there was no Kenyan. And and if you want to say that, no, Ruvain was on his deathbed, and when a person is on their deathbed, they're given excessive, not excessive, they're given a tremendous amount of latitude in their comments. Even had the money not been set aside, had, the, had Ruvain been a shchiv had he been on his deathbed, we would have granted his request even without the money being set aside. Why? That when a shchiv a person on his deathbed, says something, it carries a lot more weight. It's as if it's written down and it's as, it's as if it was handed over already. But either way you cut it, our Mishnah makes no sense. Let's review our Mishnah. Our Mishnah says, if Ruvain says to Shimon, here's a, I'd like to give Shimon, Ruvain says to someone, I'd like to give $100 to Shimon, and then Ruvain dies, we say that the money goes to, to Shimon after he dies, as long as the money's earmarked. It says the Gemara, that makes no sense according to either model. If Ruvain was well, when he made that comment, he doesn't have the power of a shchid meirah, and the money sitting aside is irrelevant. There's no, there's no mashicha. And if you want to say it's a shchid meirah, then I don't need the money to be sitting aside. So which one is it? <clears throat> and the Gemara provides two answers in the form of a machloka samurai. Amar of Zvid, really le'olam bebari. Really, what we're talking about is a person who is healthy. Ruvain was healthy. Ah, if it's healthy, so what was our question about the healthy? That there was no Kenyan Mashiach. So how is it that we can say that the money will transfer hands? So the Gemara says, mm-hmm. 
I have money by you, Tenehulo Laploni. Can you please give it to another person who I owe money to? Let's talk about a practical case. If I'm Ruvain and you're Shimon. So um, I borrowed money from Shimon. I, so let's say, right, if I'm, if I'm holding your money, so you gave me $100. I have $100 of mine and I owe you money. And you say to me, Phil, don't pay me back. I owe Levy money. If you're going to give to me, I'm going to give to Levy. Just give it straight to Levy. So that's the transaction. The Gemara says, with all three of them standing together, but only as long as the money is bitsiburin. Only if the money is munachas bekerens of Let's review. Rizvid's answer is that what's going on in our Mishnah when it says that if Ruvain gives money, if Ruvain says, I want to give the money to Shimon, therefore, even if Ruvain dies, the money goes there and it has to be only if the money is bitsiburin, says the Gemara, we're talking about a case of Maimach Lashtan. And in a case of Maimach Lashtan, the money has to be munachas bitsiburin. And that is answer number one, an acceptable answer. And three lines from the bottom on Yud Gimel Amad Aleph, Rav Papa Amar, no, no, the opposite. Really, we're talking about a case that when Ruvain said that I want to give money to Shimon and then Ruvain died, he is, um, his, his wish is granted because he's a Shchiv Meira. And as we said about a Shchiv Meira, that his words are he has a very, very powerful mouth at that point because it's a, it's a, it's a dying man's wishes. And we do give a lot of credence to that. So says the Gemara, according to Rav Papa, we are dealing with a Shchiv Meira. Ah, if we're dealing with a Shchiv Meira, why does the money have to be resting? After all, a Shchiv Meira is a very powerful comment. Says the Gemara, because of another Memra of Rav. What's that? The Gemara says, the Amar Rav, Shchiv Meira she'amar If a Shchiv Meira says, if Ruven's on his deathbed, and he says, please give a hundred dollars to Shimon. So, mana ze, this one hundred dollars, then yes, no, namely that's munachas bekerens obvious. That's how he explains our Mishnah. But mana stam, but if he just says, give any one hundred dollars, and Ruben's a shrimera, that's actually not sufficient. Meaning, Rav is limiting the power of the shrimera. A shrimera in general is kiksuvin vechimisurin damo, but only if the money is munachas bekerens obvious. And therefore, if it's Manastam, if Ruvain the Shchiv Meira says, I want to give $100 to Shimon, but he doesn't say which $100, then, Einos, then why not? Perhaps we're talking about money that's already accounted for. It's already been earmarked. It's already been dedicated to somebody else. And let's say just in our parlance, the serial numbers on the bill, and it says underneath this serial number really belongs to somebody else. So therefore, whenever it's stam, then we don't accept the Shchiv Meiraz wishes. Now, the Gemara adds in a halachic conclusion to this concern, that we're actually not concerned about this. But nevertheless, we do have a shita of Rav that will help us to understand uh, how to understand our Mishnah. So Machlokas Rav Zvid, who says that our Mishnah is talking about Maimon Shlashtan, versus the opinion of Rav Papa, who says we're talking about a Shchimera with the limited explanation of a Shchimera according to Rav, and that is that it's only true when there's money munachas bekeren zavis. So the Gemara says on the bottom of Yud Gimel why doesn't Rav Papa and Rav Zvid agree with one another? Rav Papa, who, who took the approach of Shchiv Meira, my taima lo omar ki Rav Zvid. Why doesn't Rav Papa want to learn our Mishnah like Rav Zvid? Rav Zvid was the one who said that our Mishnah is talking about a case of Maimon Shlashna. Beautiful answer. 
because we know that Maimon Shlashtan does work, but only when the money's munachas bekeren zavis. That's a great explanation of our Mishnah. Why was Rav Papa unwilling to listen to the Shita of Rav Zvid? So on the top line of Yud Gimel Amad Beis, the Gemara says, Kasavara Papa, Ki Amar Rav, when does Rav say that Maimon Shlashtan works? That it, it seems to be, Lo That's true. But, uh, but that's not true of our Mishnah, because when it comes to a malve, when it comes to a loan, the rules are different than it is with a pikadon. Why? Because when I, when I give you a malve, I'm, I'm lending you money. Do you give me back the same bill, the same coins? Of course not. A pikadon is the same coins. I'm asking you, you are now a, uh, uh, you're now my security deposit box. Please hold this stack of bills. I'm going to pay you to protect these products. Good. So then I always get back the same bills, but a malva is not like that. So that money can't be munachas bekeren zavis, and therefore he disagrees with the shita of Rivzvid. And Rivzvid on the second line, my time alo amar kerav papa. Why doesn't Rivzvid accept the approach of Rav Papa that we're talking about a case of a shchiv meira? So says the Gemara because Rivzvid says lo He said I can prove that our Mishnah is not talking about a shchiv meira. That our person in our Mishnah Ruvain, as we've been discussing, the one who says I'd like to give you a hundred dollars and then he dies, that we still give the money. The Gemara says that, that Rivzvid can prove that we don't give. Um, that we don't know that we're not talking about a shchiv meira. Mimai, how does a Rizvid know that our Mishnah is not talking about a shchiv meira? Says the Gemara Sfalz Midikatani because what does it say? Haomer tenu get zeli ishti ushar shechor zevla avdi v'meis. If a husband says give a get to my wife or give a shtar shechor to my evad and he dies, what does the Reisha say? The Reisha said lo yitnu la'achar misa. Now, what is reason number one why the get wasn't given? Time a demes was because he died after he made that comment. What if he didn't die? Hamechayim nosnit. That's reason number one why we don't give it is because he died. Had he been alive, we would have given we would have given the get. And also, taima de amar tenu. Also because he said, give her the get. Halo amar tenu e nosnin. Had he not said tenu, uh, he would have just said get zeli ishti. Then e nosnin. Then we wouldn't have given the get either. Ushchiv meira. Oh, so says the Gemara, Rav Zvid says, I can't handle Rav Papa Shita. And I know that we're not talking about a Shchiv Meira, because the Shchiv Meira, even if he wouldn't say the word Tnu, if he would have just said Get Ishti, that would have been sufficient. And therefore, our Mishnah, by definition, cannot be talking about a Shchiv Meira. How do we know that a Shchiv Meira is so powerful in his words that even if he doesn't say Tnu, he only says Get Ishti, that that will bring about an actual divorce. The Gemara says a quarter of the way down in Yud Gimel Amad Beis, we'll be going to the top of Yud Dalad about six, seven lines down. The Gemara says over here, B'Rishonah, a man who's being brought out in chains to his death, presumably. The Amar, Kisvu Get Ishti, all he said was, write my wife again. He didn't say hand my wife again. So how do we follow those instructions if all he says was kisvu? We do both. We make the assumption that he really wanted both things to happen. They even added to that. We even would allow for this leniency of a man who is going away for a long time on a boat, on a ship. Last minute he was whisked away. And as he was boarding the, boarding the Titanic, he says... Uh, write my wife again. And he didn't say, there too, we do both. 
And here's our line. Even in the case of a mesukan, someone who's deathly ill, even though he didn't say yitnu, he just said kisvu, the halacha is that we still can give a get, even though it doesn't say yitnu in regards to a mesukan, which is a shchiv meira. The haraya that Rav Zvid does not accept Rav Papa because our Mishnah cannot be talking about a shchiv meira because a shchiv meira doesn't need to say tnu. But in our Mishnah, it seems that you needed to say tnu. The Gemara asks on this a very brief question and says, that's great and all, but that's assuming that we hold like Rav Shimon Shizuri. Rav Zvid's shita is great because he disagrees with Rav Papa for a very good reason, but his very good reason is rooted in Rav, in, in Rav, Rav Shimon Shizuri. So the Gemara says a third of the way down, Maski Floravashi, Uman Nemalandim Asnisa Rav Shimon Shizuri. Who says that we paskin like Rav Shimon Shizuri? Maybe the din is that a Shchiv Meira needs to say Tenu in order to affect uh, to bring out the effect of a get. Dilma Rabbanon, perhaps we hold like the Rabbanon who don't say such a strict line with the Shchiv Meira that you that you don't have to say Tenu. Maybe maybe you do have to say Tenu. And therefore, we have no raya from our Mishnah one way or the other. And that ends this part of the sugya, uh, which is the machlokas Rav Papa and Rav Zvid. For the rest of the day today, we're going to be discussing Maimon Shlashtan. So I'd just like to review Maimon Shlashtan one more time, this transaction where the three of us are in a room. It's an efficiency. I owe money to, uh, I, bo- I borrowed money from you. So I have $1,000 of yours in my hand. So let's say, uh, Michael, I borrowed $1,000 from Michael. I owe Michael money but Michael owes Mr. Share money. So we're all three of us. He's like, Phil, just give the money directly to Mr. Share. Just skip a step. Good, right? The straightest distance between two points is a straight line. Let's just get it done. That's called my Shlashtan, and that is Kana. Even without a Kenyan action, it's still considered uh, still considered viable. So let's analyze this. Gufa, we had said on the previous page, Amar Rav Huna Amar Rav, that mana li biyadcha, that if, if I have a, a $100 of yours, or if you have $100 of mine, I should say, tenei lo leploni, so if I owe Michael money, and Michael owes Mr. Share money, so then I'm just going to give the money straight to Mr. Share. We said, with all three of them together, the Allah is Kana. And says the Gemara, Amarava, Mistabra Milse de Rab Bipikodom. I understand, and it makes sense to me, this Shita of Rab that Maimon Shlashton works when it's Bipikodom, because that's Munachas Bikaran Zavis, that's when it's the same exact dollars. Those are the parameters when Maimon Shlashton works. Maimon Shlashton isn't Stam, it's that the money that I have is a Pikodom. So, really, what happened is that Michael gave me money as a Pikodom, and instead of me paying, him back, I'm just going to pay Mr. Share. It's a picadon. Makes sense by a picadon. But it seems to be that with a loan, that would not work because when I give you a loan, you spend those dollars and pay me back with different dollars. So therefore, that's not munachas bekeren zavis like we saw on the previous page. So Rava's starting assumption in this sugya is that it only works by a picadon because it's the same dollars, munachas bekeren zavis, but it doesn't work in regards to a loan. Says the Gemara, what are you talking about? A lashon of shvuah. That's just not correct. Rav has a huge chiddush. That Maimut Shlashtan works even though the dollars are not Munachas Bekaren Zavis, which is what we said on the previous page. And it Marnami, we have this in another statement in the Amoraim, Shmuel Amar Shmuel Mishmei Delevi, Milvali Biyadcha. It's even a loan. Tenelo, the plan of Maimut Shlashtan Kana, the time of mine. Why is it that this would work? Let's review the question. 
we had learned on Yud Gimel Amir Aleph, the Maimit Shlashten works when the money is Munachas Bekeren Zavis. So if I am really supposed to pay back Michael, and Michael owes money to Mr. Sheer, let's be efficient, and I'll just give the money to Mr. Sheer. That's all great and good. And by a Pikadon, we understand that because I was holding on to something that was Michael's, and it's the same something. He gave me a stack of bills, and it's the same exact serial numbers on the bills. I'm just holding it. I'm a security deposit box. So then I give it to Mr. Sher. That's my Mishlashtan Kano. The Chiddush of Rav is that it applies even by a loan. Why does it apply even by a loan when what I'm returning was not Munachas Pekaren Zabis? I spent that money 10 times over. I'm giving you back, uh, I'm giving you back different dollars. So says the Gemara, answer number one, Amar Ameymar, Na lo. It's as if we said to one another, Bishas Matan Mos, asu machmasach. I will um, will pay back this money to anyone who you want, even if it's not the same dollars. It's as if we said that. It's a built-in agreement. Amar le Ravashi I don't agree with you. Why? Five lines from the bottom. Elameyata, if what you're saying is true, that my Shlashtan always works under all of these circumstances, I can find a case where my Shlashtan seemingly won't work. If what you're saying is that it's as if we agreed to one another from the beginning, that whoever are the people to whom you owe money, I can pay them, well, what if one of them wasn't born when that happened? I borrowed money from you 10 years ago. Now there's a nine-year-old child to whom you owe money. I, that could not possibly have been in my mind. So there's no way that if the rationale behind my Shlashtan is that, is that it's as if we made this deal on day one, that wouldn't apply to people who were born after that day. And says the Gemara, the lo habu b'shas matan mo is hachanami, the lo kano. It should be that the maimon shloshan should not work. De afilu lerab meyer, de amar adam makna davar shalobala olam. When, even according to Rav Meir, who says that there is a Kenyan, even for something that isn't in the world, hani midi the davar sheyesh no ba'olam, avala davar she'eno ba'olam lo. What's the case that we're talking about? If there's a tree and the tree has yet to bear fruits, okay, but at least the tree was in the world, but this child wasn't in the world, the Haraya, we can see from here clearly that Maimon Shlashtan won't work in this case, and we need Maimon Shlashtan to work across the boards. Therefore, answer number one is tested and rejected. It is not ke'omer lobeshas matanmos that anyone who you owe money to, I can pay directly. So the Gemara says on the very bottom line of Yudgim Alamad Beis, Ela, Amar Really, what are we talking about? Why is it that Maimon Shlashtan works even in a case of a halva? Says the Gemara, Says the Gemara, it's a very difficult answer. Seemingly, the Gemara says that it's satisfying to, in this case, Michael, to have a change of where the money is resting. So now Michael is going to give that money over to somebody else because there is this transaction. It works out nicely. Let's take a look at Rashi. Now the Malva is changing. So therefore, because there's some benefit in pushing off uh, repayments, Therefore, my much lush than works. If that's true, what about a case where people want you to pay back right away and there is no Zman Aruch? Says the Gemara, These guys are the mafioso. They tie you down and they beat you until you pay them back. So there, there is no Noach 
That's what Rashi says over here. But there is no v'noach lo litchos apiron zman aruch. You have to pay back right away. Hachanami de lo kanu. There, then Maimon Shlashton won't work because the payback is, uh, so then it depends how quick the payback is, or if you live in the city of the mafia where they force you to pay back. If you want to say that that's true, if so, then we're dealing with a case scenario of literally, it means you've, you've given your words different measurements. In other words, it seems to be that it would be unclear as to when Maimon Shlashton would work. If you live in a city where they force you to pay in five days. So then there's no Maimon Shlashtam, but six days is too confusing. And the Gemara says it therefore can't be that way. Ella, the Gemara comes up with a very, 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 very unique conclusion. The Gemara says, why does Maimon Shlashtam work? There is no reason. Says the Gemara, six lines down in Yadalad Amaralev. There are three laws that the rabbis instituted that don't have a perfect reason behind them. Now, let's just be clear. There's a rationale as to why we do Maimon Shlashtan. But the reason why Maimon Shlashtan works everywhere under all circumstances, that's not clear. That part we don't know. And we treated Maimon Shlashtan as something that works across the boards as an unknown reason. Chada ha. The first of these three things that is Hilchasa Belotaima is Maimon Shlashtan. The second one is the following case. If a man gives over all of his property to his wife, she's nothing more than the controller. She gets to oversee, but the money is not all hers. She has other obligations. She can't keep it for herself. So there's still Yerusha issues and Nachala issues. She's, the monies are not totally hers. That's din number two. And she has nothing left to divorce not that she has nothing left. Rashi, look at Rashi seven lines down, Apotropia. Rashi says, that she has to be the one, she gets to basically watch over the budget. Even though the husband gave it over to her, she doesn't fully get it. It's not fully hers. Why? This requires a lot of uh, Rishonim. With this, we would need to spend time. What? So that also gets a silver like any other. Uh, what would end up happening is that if there are no children, so then she could keep all the money. But if there are Nachla issues, then she has to pay out the Nachla. She has to pay the kids. If there are creditors and debtors, she's got to pay them. She's got to pay them. Whatever's left over, she can keep. She can blow through it however she likes. Right? And she dies. If there's anything left. Yeah. Again, we have, we have to, we'd have to drill down and figure out here because this. What is that patrol? Correct. No, Rashi says the hachness of the hotz. Just that she's a, she's a, she's a controller. She just. Yeah, that's all she does. Make decisions, you know, within within limits, she can't liquidate every no because she has obligations. Based on behalf of the who obviously don't get I don't know. Don't know. It's not no. clear. Right? Not from here. Not, not what, what that means. And last but not least is a very unique din, which again we don't have time for this. If an oldest son gets married in a house, kinao the 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 son will be. Kona that house. Rashi bebayis ten lines down. Bayis miyuchad sheino darbo ela asalo lebeis chasnos. It was a house that was made for the sake of the of the of the the groom. If they get married in that house, then halacha lemaisa, the house then belongs to the groom. 
Not bad. If you have enough money to build a house for your groom's party, you can probably let him keep the house anyways. We're going to stop right here at Omar Leh. We'll pick up Amir Tashem tomorrow night. Reminder again that tomorrow we're together. Wednesday we're not in person, but we'll record. Wishing you all a beautiful night.